The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Good afternoon, everybody. It's the first Thursday of the month, so this is our Ask Suzanne and Sanaya episode that we do the first Thursday every month. And so I'm going to need you to call in knowing that you're going to be on live radio and ask a question. If I can't answer it, I'll ask my team to answer it. That would be Sanaya. A question that everybody listening can benefit from, so not the type of personal questions you might ask in a reading. Metaphysical, spiritual questions, and if we don't have enough callers. I have a bunch of questions that people have submitted in advance. But let me tell you, if you do call in live, I have a special treat for somebody today. One caller is going to win a free copy of my online course, Let Your Spirit Soar. I love this course. It was the first one that I produced. And this is a great way using the acronym SOAR to help you connect the dots of multiple spiritual teachings sharing techniques with you for instantly and easily bringing into practice just the right ideas and tools you need at any given moment for more love and peace in your life. Sound good? Well, you have to call in, and every time I take a call from one of you, I'll put your name on a piece of paper. I have a little bowl here beside me, and I'll put the papers in the bowl, and at the end of the show, I'll draw out a name, and you will get the Let Your Spirit Soar course. So the number to call is 816 816- Two five one three five five five. So while you're heading for your phone, I want to start the show with some of the latest wows from the spirit world, whether it's my monthly mentoring sessions or my in-person workshops or presentations. I just love sharing the latest magic from interacting with the spirit world. And this one just happened yesterday and still has me just clapping my hands with happiness. If you listen to my shows and especially the March, May 31st show, you know that my good friend Brenda Baker is now across the veil, but communicating so clearly with me, I hear her in her own voice, her inflections, her sense of humor. So yesterday in meditation, I asked her to take me to visit my mother who recently passed to the other side. She did this for me the first five days after my mother passed, but I haven't connected in in a couple weeks now. So I said, Brenda, are you there? Step in and take me to my mom. Well, Brenda showed up 
And she says, let's go flying. Well, that may sound silly, but I said, Brenda, you're going to need to throw some evidence in here as you talk to me. So we went off on a little journey and we did connect with my mom. And the whole time that Brenda's talking to me, I'm writing down what she's saying. And by way of evidence, Brenda used our mutual beloved friend, Lynette, who is, uh, she helps me schedule my readings. And Brenda said to me in this meditation, when we were connected, she said, Lynette's been looking at hot air balloons. And I thought, oh, that's evidence right there. And then later on, Brenda said, tent stakes. You have to hold the tent down, Lynette. And I'm writing this down, and I know that Lynette is going to be going camping soon for the first time in a tent. And I'm thinking, why is she talking about tent stakes? Of course, Lynette would have tent stakes, but I wrote that down. And then we concluded my wonderful visit with my mom. And at the end, just as she was getting ready to leave, Brenda said to me, 100 minus 97 equals three. And I knew that this meant that Lynette was doing something with numbers, something current. This was evidence from Brenda. So I typed all this up, texted Lynette and said, check your email. And I get a text back from Lynette immediately. She said, I'll check it in five minutes. I'm getting my sister-in-law's taxes done right now, doing all the numbers. And right away, I started laughing because I knew it meant that uh, Brenda knew, of course, she was doing those numbers. Later on, Lynette was able to validate after she checked the email that just that morning, yes, indeed, she'd been looking at pictures of hot air balloons flying over Albuquerque. This, you guys, is what I talk about when I say that those who have crossed to the other side are still here and they know what's going on in your life. As for the tent stakes, even Ty said, well, if Lynette has a tent, they all come with tent stakes. Why, why would Brenda say you have to hold the thing down with tent stakes, Lynette? Well, just the day before, Lynette had ordered heavy-duty tent stakes, the one she bought only came with plastic ones. So there's your answer, Ty. <laughs> and just that day when I got the message from Brenda, Lynette had been watching a video. And it was a little alarming to Lynette because the very tent she'd bought was blowing all over the place. And the people using the tent actually had to pound, it, pound down the stakes with rocks. And it's funny because when I went back over my notes, Brenda had said, use a rock. So just think about this. I enter into meditation with the intention of connecting with Brenda. I asked her to seamlessly put evidence that this was really her in with the words, even though I know it's her, I can feel her, I know her voice, but this is a way of sharing with others who may be skeptical how very real these connections are. So I hope that you enjoyed that little bit of fun. And while I've been yakking away, I see we have two callers who are going to vie for that Let Your Spirit Soar course. And the first one is Jillian. So let me click here and get Jillian on the line. Good afternoon. How are you? Hi, I'm doing wonderful, Suzanne. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. Same here. I think I recognize your name. I don't communicate with too many Jillians, but we just recently communicated yes, by yes. email, if I'm right. We actually did, yes. Yeah, great. Facebook group, and I'm actually reading Messages of Hope, and I just got through reading Wolf's Messages, so 
Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, um, it's fun to connect. So what is oh, your question wonderful. today? Okay. Um, so it's a general question, but I'm just going to give you a brief scenario to kind of let you know where I'm coming from. Um, okay. My son's father-in-law passed away just eight weeks ago, two months ago, unexpectedly. Um, everyone kind of always assumed um, that he would outlive his wife. Um, and, she, and she's very active and, and she, you know, does a lot of stuff, but she did have a lot of more health problems. So um, I spoke with one medium and it was just, you know, a phone call, you know, it wasn't a, a, a full reading or anything. And she said that he had to go, he had to cross over so he could help his wife to transition. So then that made me think, my question is, why would he or whoever have to cross over in particular to take over this role? Because it seems to me like, you know, there's a lot of spirits on the other side and certainly, you know, some spirit could take that role and assist. And my second is, Exactly. Wait, let's let's just answer that one first. Okay. You're going to overload sorry. me if, if we get a second okay, question, sorry. okay? <laughs> so as I hear that question, I am with you. I I agree with you that there's plenty of help on the other side, and I'm I'm I, I'm glad you didn't mention the medium's name because I don't want to question a medium. But I'm always trying to balance left brain and right brain. And the human side of me says, well, I'm going to have to get some evidence to back that up. Where did that message come from? When I give evidence in a reading of what people are doing on the other side and what their passing was like, that kind of thing, those in spirit know they need to give me evidence so that the person listening knows this is not coming from my imagination. And this is the challenge in mediumship uh, that I know for a fact that some things can come from our imagination. So not having done the reading myself, I can't actually validate that that is so. I would need to tune in myself to the father-in-law and see what the story is. And I'm not geared up to do readings today. So I would just mm -hmm. say that I would question that, question it in your heart. And if it doesn't seem valid, then just... Uh, mm -hmm. You know, go with the flow there. Okay. What is okay? Um, and the second part of your question? And and um, if that were the case, you know, um, just you know, hypothetically, how exactly does a spirit help? Um, you know, a loved one who's passed. How do they help a person on on Earth to pass over? What exactly do they? Ah, well, that's a, that one is quite easy to answer from the experience of connecting with many souls across the veil. They greet the family member. They give them assurance and comfort that they're that all is well, that they're still alive, only in a different dimension. They kind of show them the ropes. So in that regard, yes, the father-in-law could do that. But in answer to your first question, you know, there, there still would be plenty of spirits to help somebody do that. Uh, children who pass young, who may not have loved ones on the other side are met by guides and we're told they're met by angels. So there's always someone to meet them, always surrounded mm -hmm. by love. But that's the role really to put, put, put the newcomer at ease and show them that uh, life does continue. Okay. 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 So does this kind of maybe uh, 
indicate that maybe he would be the only one she'd really feel comfortable with. Um, could very well be that. To. It could. Yes, okay. indeed. It, it, that would depend on, you know, and there's that could be your evidence. If this woman was mm -hmm. such that she she felt she couldn't live without her husband, uh, it might be part of some mm -hmm. soul agreement. But again, on the fly, I'm not going to tune in. And yeah. that's a pretty important question that I wouldn't want to just answer in a one minute reading. OK, OK. All right. Well, thank you Alrighty. so much, Suzanne. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Listen in at the end. We'll see if we call your name for the drawing. Okay. Oh, I, I'm going to hang on. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. So that was Jillian. And we have Terry waiting on the line. I'm uh, going to bring Terry in now and ask others to call in. Let me give you that number one more time 816 251. Three five five five. So we have Terry here. Good afternoon. Hi, Suzanne, how are you? I'm doing great. Where are you calling from, Terry? From Texas. Texas, I, okay. You down, I am down in San Antonio. I'm the guy that jumped out of your way while you was jogging. <laughs> you you jumped out of my way when? Uh, he was jogging down there on the river walk in San Antonio. I was the guy that. Oh my gosh! And, <laughs> and I almost I ran you over while jogging. That's not. That wasn't very polite, was it? <laughs> oh, it was perfectly polite. I was making room for you. Just coming through. And anyway, um, <laughs> that... I had seen you down at uh, San Antonio at the IAMS conference and and been right. following your work and. I've been really impressed with it, but I, I did have a question. Though I had right. actually conversed with you um, on on one of your comments on your website, and uh, it was about uh, I was more or less frustrated because I'm a guy, so I'm you know more left-brained. Um, I had a brief experience as a child, so I know there's things out there that I can't see and understand. Mm -hmm. But um, it um, my I had a, also an experience with my mother after she passed away, she spoke to me very loud in my, oh, wonderful. you know, with an ADC. So I had these connections, but I want let something. Me, let me interrupt you just a second, I'm Terry, sorry. for those of you listening, Terry just mentioned an acronym ADC. That's after death communication, which all of us are capable of happening. So Terry's saying that he had this communication with his mom. So go on, please. And so, uh, you know, I was really, really hungry for more, connection and and so um and i was wanting something very very proof of the other side tangible i mean like uh mediums and i uh, i've never gotten that exact proof and i always ask questions like what was my nickname when i was a child because nobody knows that they can't look that up on you know um, and the information on Facebook or something like that. So I'm being and I'm, I'm I'm always wondering why it has to be exclusive, you know. Okay. Just, Are you saying that you ask specific just, mediums for proof, such as the nickname? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. I'll tell you what, and I've even Terry, been told that spirit uh, really gets upset about that, and you're not going to get what you want, you know. Oh, well, I try not to get upset when that happens, but I'll tell you, if somebody came to me for a reading and said, I want to hear the nickname that my 
mother used to call me, I actually would not do the reading, Terry. And here's the reason why. There's something about getting specific evidence that causes us to try. It's a whole different frequency than just allowing the flow. I think that people have the misunderstanding that, that mediums communicate just like picking up a telephone with the other side. And it's not that way. Oh, if it were, it would make this work so much easier. We have to enter into a very passive state and raise our vibration, raise our consciousness to the point where the spirit world lowers theirs and we meet in the middle. So in all of that, that jockeying of the energy, I'm so grateful when anything evidential comes through. And so to remain passive, open, and in a state of just being, that's when the magic flows. And it's we humans who say, well, I want proof. I need just this, that actually set up a block to what can come through. So uh, for example, just last week, I was working with Dr. Gary Schwartz, who's doing research uh, for a soul phone. Four days in a row, he was asking me to check in with his team on the other side. Four days in a row got magical evidence that validated what kind of work he's been doing. And on the fifth day, Dr. Schwartz said, now I want you to ask them specifically this. And I got nothing. Absolutely bombed in the experiment. So... I wouldn't be disappointed that you're not getting proof. Just understand that it's something in the frequency of trying versus being passive and receiving and knowing that our desires often get in the way of a clear connection. I believe the fact that you knew that was your mom, you heard her calling out, is beautiful. And there's something in you that just needs to open your heart and let down that need for proof to trust that that's really her and that she's doing her best to communicate with you. And that, and or anybody, um, I mean, I would be open to anything evidentiary. Um, Good. I, I, Good. Mean, I mean, I did hear my mother, and, I, and she said my name the only way that she can say it, twice. Hmm. But uh, outside of that, I've never gotten anything, you know, that lead me to believe that, you know, it was a truth. Because I, I often questioned, was it something I made up or heard in my mind? Oh, <laughs> sure. Know? I understand that. That's the that's our human side right. that does that. But I, I, um, I don't know if you're on my waiting list for reading, but I know plenty of evidential mediums. In fact, on the HelpingParentsHeal.org website, their mediums have been vetted. There are other organizations that do... Right check out mediums and ask around. That's the best way to find a medium through referrals. Ask for one who gets evidence because there's a big difference between those that really require that in a loving way from the spirit world. It really changes people's lives, opens their hearts. So I I look forward to you having that kind of of reading, Terry. My wife and I are going to uh, Scottsdale at the uh, uh, REI uh, conference. Next weekend. Very good. Very good. I I won't be there because I'll be teaching a class all the way across the country, but I know you'll have plenty of good mediums there. So have a great time uh, and learn a lot. uh, A work class with Suzanne um, Wilson. Yeah, Suzanne is my my sister Mm -hmm. with a different name. She's Suzanne with an S and uh, she's an outstanding medium. So, yeah, I hope you have have a good experience there. Maybe was blocking it with some kind of thought or energy but uh, you know to me i'm being as open as i possibly can i'm ready excellent that's all that's what it takes 
convinced. I just want more. <laughs> just hungry for more. So, okay. I appreciate well, thank your time. you. You're welcome, and have a good time at the conference. Okay. Thank you. All righty. I'm going to answer one or two questions from people who have written in, and we have Cindy waiting on hold, so hang in there, Cindy. I'll get to you in just a minute. Anybody else that wants to call in, the number is 816-251-3555. All righty. So this question kind of threw me when I read it. Somebody wrote in, I've read that our thoughts create our reality. Why then? can we not bring back our loved ones if we want it bad enough and think it's so? And, it, and at first I thought, really? You know, because that would really be a miracle, wouldn't it? But then you just get to thinking about, okay, so how is it that our thoughts create our reality? We have to understand that this reality, the human earth school, has certain rules that we have to abide by. Science investigates those rules. It's a rule set that is really not supposed to be broken. So to come back from the dead would be a major breaking of the rule set. How do our thoughts then create reality? Truly, it's how we perceive the world. How can one thing upset one person and the same thing doesn't upset another person? So when spiritual teachers speak about creating our reality with our thoughts, this is really what they're talking about. Do you choose a life of peace or do you choose a life that's filled with ups and downs and totally being knocked off balance by everything that happens around you? Are you content in your life? Well, don't blame that if you're not on other people. Take a look at what your thoughts are creating for you. So that's the best way I can answer that one right now. Okay, so Cindy, Hopefully, been waiting patiently. Let me check the time here. Good. We have a few minutes before we have to go to a break already. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here. My question is um, something that I've been pondering for quite some time, and it's how I know I have spirit guides, but how do I? How am I able to um, know who they are? <laughs> <laughs> or find names or because uh, I know that they I know that they are with me all of the time but it'd be sort of nice to know a name absolutely and it's funny you know sometimes we just have to go on faith and trust that they're there I have my guide Boris and I've never seen him in physical form I've never seen his face mm-hmm. but I saw him as a beautiful blue light and so how do we know their name Well, this is something I would just mention Suzanne Wilson. She and I teach a a workshop on spirit guides. And I just loved that she and I, when this question was asked, answered exactly the same. Because our guides have told us that spirit guides actually don't have names. Here in Ah. Earth School, in the human realm, we have names (laughs) and that's how we know each other. But on the other side, those at the level of spirit guides know each other by their light which is interesting because Boris first showed himself to me as this blue light. So because we don't normally recognize beings by their light, guides understand Mm -hmm. that we need names. So here's how you do it, Cindy, and all of you listening. You get into a nice expanded state of awareness, say in meditation or just sitting calmly and take a few deep breaths. Tune into your heart And with intention, connect your heart with the center, the being, the core, the heart of your guide. 
And in that mm-hmm. connected state, knowing you're directing your question directly to your guide, you mm-hmm. say, what shall I call you? And there's oh. a big difference between that and what is your name? Because if they, you know, if they don't have a name, they're not going to give you a name. But if you say, what shall I call you? They're more than oh, happy to give you a name that's going to have meaning for you. And what's really fun is knowing how they work. They will choose a name that they know you're going to encounter very shortly in your life here. Because the second okay. question you ask after what shall I call you, you wait and you hear a name. You sense a name. Okay. And then you say, okay. So I'd like you to give me that name somehow in my life in the next few days to validate that. So see, you ask, and then you ask for validation. And it's really funny. I became aware of a a new female guide about a year or so ago. And I said, what shall I call you? And she gave me the name Rose. I said, oh, that's really pretty. I like that name Rose. So I'd like a sign with rose or roses in the next couple of days and you know the very next day ty comes in the front door of the house with this beautiful bouquet of roses for me (laughs) and you know he's a very romantic guy an excellent husband and Mm -hmm. and i said honey you give me roses for (laughs) valentine's day and my birthday and our anniversary but it's neither one of those right now why did you bring me roses and he shrugged his shoulders and he said I don't know. They just kind of spoke to me. Oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> so, that's so that's what you do. You just say, what shall I okay. call you? And you can do this several times because I know that, that you and everybody listening has more than one guide. We have at least one, if not two or three main guides throughout our whole life. But then you have guides for different purposes throughout your life. And so okay. you can ask... Uh, in separate days of meditation, you know, a step forward, a guide who I haven't met yet, if you're there, and just see if you feel a difference in the energy. Okay? Oh, that, yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited to do this now. Thank you. Oh, thank good. You. And listen, email me, info at SuzanneGiesman.com, when you get your validation, because it's really fun yeah. to hear the stories of people who, they, they almost all think they're making this name up that they hear. Oh, that was crazy. And then within a day or so, they, they either hear it on TV or or it shows up somewhere in a magical way. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is real. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. You're so welcome. Thanks very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to take a break in just about half a minute here. So I want to encourage those of you listening to call in after the break. Remember, I'm giving away a copy of my Let Your Spirit Soar course. And it's only going to go to those who call in live. So I'm going to sit here and stare out at beautiful Narragansett Bay during the break, where we are now in Newport, Rhode Island, wherever you are. I hope that you'll come back and join us after the break. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. I heard from a young lady who was just starting out as a Unity minister, and she said, I am not teaching prosperity yet in my ministry because I have not yet demonstrated it in my own life. And I don't think I should teach what I have not demonstrated. And I wrote her back and said, Honey, you've got it all backwards. You need to teach what you want to learn. You teach what you want to demonstrate because you cannot demonstrate what you do not know. There must be an inworking before there can be an outworking. To find out more about Unity Teachings, visit unity.org. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment. The ancient Chinese philosopher known as Lao Tzu brings us into the present moment with this quote. Do you have the patience to wait until your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? The master doesn't seek fulfillment, but not seeking, not expecting, is fully present and can welcome all things. When you're feeling impatient, think about this passage and trust in the moment. Recovery from addiction can be a lonely experience. Get help and support with Reverend Lonnie Vanderslice, Reverend Dan Beckett, and Spirit of Recovery every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central. Welcome to a place where spirituality and recovery meet. Each week, you'll hear stories and topics that are important to the recovery community. Tune in for some lively conversation and join in with your questions and comments. Nearly 21 million people struggle with addiction in America. Reach out and join us here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Yes, welcome back indeed. It's the first Thursday of the month, so I'm taking callers' questions. But first, I wanted to, to just continue with what I started right before the break. I was telling you all that I'm looking out on Narragansett Bay. Ty and I drove through four states today, from Maine to Rhode Island. Actually, Ty did all the driving. I was working on a book that I'm writing. But here we are at the Navy base where I trained at Officer Candidate School, and I'm not going to tell you how many years ago that was, but the 
barracks where I stayed is just down the road, and the memories here are amazing. I think my most painful memory was from the very first day at Officer Candidate School. There were only three women in our company. The rest, of course, all young men, and, and there were two per room. So two of the women were put together, and I'm all by myself in this new environment, this whole new world, and we had an inspection coming up. And we were told to lock our gear, secure your gear in the locker as part of the inspection. Well, because only half of our my room was occupied, I put some gear in the locker across from mine, and I only had one lock. Well, I failed the inspection for not knowing that Everything had to be locked. Well, here we come to the first weekend of liberty. People are going out to walk around Newport, Rhode Island in their dress white, their summer white uniforms, looking like Navy officers for the first time. And there I am on report, marching around the parade field with a rifle as punishment for not knowing what I didn't know <laughs> or what I was supposed to know. I've never forgotten that. And I'm just laughing now at how things have changed in that now I sit in the silence and surrender to that state of not knowing. I was so stressed out as a young officer candidate here. You know, what don't I know? I have to know everything. And now I get in the state of no stress knowing that I don't know everything. It's just funny how life goes like that. So Please call in with your questions. I have two people waiting online. Hopefully one of them will win the Let Your Spirit Soar course that I'm giving away today. Again, please make sure your questions are of a general nature that apply to everybody who's calling in. And we're going to go first to Kim, who's waiting. How are you, Kim? Calling from Lee's Summit, right where the show is broadcast. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Did you know that's where the show comes from? Um, yes, I did. Okay, great. Well, so what is your question today? End. Well, I got in on the tail end of your segment before break, and I was intrigued about the guides and mm -hmm. had an experience um, last night where I was falling asleep, and as I was falling asleep, images of people were coming to my third eye. People I've never met, or think I don't, I don't think I've ever met them. <laughs> and um, after about five or six different people appeared, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up here. And falling back asleep, the same thing happened again. So I'm wondering if those are guides. Well, let's see. You know, right off the top of my head, we have to tune in here and. The best thing that I can ask you is, what does your own heart tell you? Did you try to ask at the time? No, I didn't. It yeah. kind of freaked me and out. This is, <laughs> so this is, rather than give you an answer and not be sure of the answer, I like to educate people more. And when people show up in your dreams or in, in an after-death communication or sometimes just in your room, you have the sense of someone interact with them ask them who they are to me it really it doesn't feel tuning into my heart here it doesn't feel like they were guides especially not a big crowd like that i think you were tuning into some frequency of of beings that are, are around but i would have to ask them and engage with them so next time that happens set the intention that it happened again okay. know that you're always okay. protected when you know that you are the light and invite them back in and ask them, who are you? Okay. Okay. Well, that's really great information because this has never happened to me before. And 
I just heard what you were saying, and I thought, well, I'm going to ask. <laughs> Excellent. Well, once it's happened, you now know what's possible. So set that intention and just let's just play. Absolutely. Will okay. do. Thank All right. you. Okay. Thanks for calling, Kim. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm going to answer a question that somebody wrote in, and then we'll get to Leslie, who's on hold there. A woman wrote in and said, I understand that I am not my body. I am the consciousness inhabiting it, and that is my understanding as well. She says, the life force. I'm just still confused. If when we die, am I still me? Does my consciousness stay and she gave her name Kristen for a short while and then let that go. And that consciousness continues on. It's wonderful because the, this is unity online radio and unity knows that there is just one divine mind. That's what unity is all about coming to know that there is consciousness with a capital C. So in a way, each one of us is an individuated aspect of that divine mind. So we are all divine beings. Soak that up for a minute. You are divinity in a human body. And so when we pass, it depends on how, let's say, how much you realize that while you're here in human form. My friend Brenda, who I spoke about at the beginning of this show, she said, I just woke up because she already knew that she was an aspect of the divine before she passed. So it was just like blinking. And Brenda has actually answered this question by saying, I and maintaining the Brenda story because this is how I can communicate with you, Suzanne, and our other friends who know me as Brenda, but I no longer need to hold on to this story. So I hope you find that fascinating that you can create your story as you to communicate with loved ones for as long as you like, but the more you come to know yourself as higher consciousness, then you can take on other higher roles and perhaps become spirit guides to other people and give them a name when they ask for it in answer to the question we had earlier. So the follow-on to that person, to Kristen's question was, I have overcome a lot in this life and absolutely love my deep inner life, the constant becoming, the very different way I see the world and my spiritual journey. I've worked so hard inside myself. If I reincarnate, will I lose the awareness I've gained in this life? I would be sad to come back completely asleep. Absolutely not. This is why we work so hard in this life. And even those who don't work, then they need to just keep working when we get to the other side and say, oh, my gosh, perhaps I could have uh, done a little more to wake up while I was there because life doesn't end at death. Yes, you absolutely reap what you sow, as they say spiritually. You take what you earn with you, and that aspect of you, that story that is you now will remain, and yet you get to play other roles as long and as often as you like. How's that sound? Again, this may sound like, like something somebody could make up, but I'm backing it up with so many sessions with my guide, Sanaya, and those on the other side who have come through with evidence to share these things with me. Oh, let's see. We have two people waiting. So, Leslie, I told you I'd get to you next. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's Leslie Seidel. How are you? Oh, Leslie, how are you? I mentioned Leslie in our show with my guest, George Cow, just a short while ago. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. I, five or six questions have come up, so I'm going to try and just choose one. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I'm right. Um, it's this idea of 
spirit and human, right? Like where we meet and what about people who have harder lives than others, right? My son has autism. This world is going to be more difficult for him to navigate. People of color are treated really badly, right? So I don't explain that on a soul level, right? Like it's, Mm-hmm. Did they not do the work before? Is this like a karma thing? And then, uh, you know, it doesn't, they don't deserve it, right? I got really lost. Well, here's the thing, dialogue. Leslie, is that our path here is all about loosening our identification with the human story and coming to realize that we have always been fully divine. So your son is fully divine now. And his soul absolutely knows what's going on in his life, knows, has full awareness of his human side, but it's a matter of his human side. Is he he ever going to come to integrate those two? Perhaps more than we're aware of. This is is the whole spiritual (laughs) path is coming to integrate that awareness. This is what it means to wake up. And those who never do, such as those with uh, Down syndrome, this is a this is from my understanding a soul agreement to come in and help others to wake awaken by being the presence of love for those who may seem to have more challenges than others. Mm. So your son, possibly through his soul's agreement, is allowing his family to learn beautiful soul lessons about about compassion and love and patience and understanding because of his situation. You see? Mm-hmm. Thinking hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like in some ways with my son, I feel like he is more in tuned and more filled with love than I am right because mm-hmm. he he just kind of the the I guess the issue I get involved in is like he's gonna possibly have a harder time like what if but but know? that's because you're you're listening to the human story and the human belief system that says humans must do this and this is human success when instead what is this life all about? It's about letting the soul shine. And if he's already just this loving person and this loving being, that is success for the soul. So it feels to me like a lesson here is for his family to say, well, is he fulfilling his soul's purpose there? Or or perhaps are we more concerned about the human norms? This is a beautiful opportunity to look at the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Is he going to be okay in this world? Like that's the, that's the fear. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, but at a soul level, mm-hmm. the souls know everything as well. And that's, that's the hard part for us to understand that. And this, is, this goes back to the other question about creating our reality here. You know, you can spend the rest of your life regretting that he doesn't have a, quote, normal human life. Or you can, you can create a beautiful life for him that matches his reality. You see? 
you can you can ask oh, your guides how do day, i find peace with moment, this situation yeah in a in a moment in a day i'm great mm -hmm. it is all about the fear of the future yeah and when this is exactly where we lose presence fine. and that's why so many spiritual teachers talk about being in the now when we focus on the past we have pain focusing on the future brings fear the only place we find peace is here here and now so again we have to plan for the future and you have to think about your son and who's going to you know is he going to need to be taken care of so it's funny sanaya just addressed this in a message recently about we yes we have to plan but you create the future by making by tuning in now and making decisions based on the guidance that comes in now so i know you have the tools to find that peace now and so by honoring that all is well and that his path will be different from others find the peace now and learn to be guided and there's the gift in his situation yeah mm. Mm. I know at a human level, I, I, I totally feel for you and everybody who goes through these kinds of challenges and it's coming to see them as, as opportunities for our soul's growth that, that changes everything. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks for calling in, Leslie. Nice to hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. I'm going to answer another question from somebody that wrote in and then we have Kenny waiting on the line that number for anybody else who wants to call in is 816-251-3555 by the way I just put on my website this week a free ebook mastering meditation it's one that I'd written in 2010 and really needed some updating because I now include my seven-step method for connecting with higher consciousness. I've taught this to thousands of people and people love it because it really helps you get to a nice expanded state of awareness and hold that state to communicate with guides and loved ones who have crossed. So just go to my website on the uh, new what's new page from the menu and there's a link there. If by any chance you're listening to this show in the archives in the future, you can always find it under resources on the meditations page. So before we get to Kenny, one quick question from William. What does Sanaya say about cultivating the practice of out-of-body experiences? So let me just check what they say. I immediately get my lip twitch that tells me my guides are listening and I get the thumbs up, meaning they say that those type of experiences are good. But let's go a little deeper than that. They're saying that any time you play with consciousness, which was the word we used earlier, to just play and have adventures in consciousness, you're opening your belief system and expanding your awareness of the fact that there is far more to reality than simply what you perceive with your physical senses. At the same time, they're giving a caution to not lose the focus on this reality and the many opportunities we have here to simply learn to train our conscious thoughts to be more peaceful here and now, exactly what we were just talking about. So it's fun to escape this reality and want to go adventure in many dimensions. But what they're saying is, do you not have enough challenges here and now as it is? So good advice from Sanaya. So let's go talk to... 
Kenny. There we go. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi, Sanaya. <laughs> they're here, but Hello, this is Susan. Suzanne. <laughs> yes, yes. They were they were just they were just answering the last question. Yes, indeed. Good afternoon. So what is your question, Kenny? Well, I was, well um, I was just looking at looking it up because I'd written you uh, an email and um I had just remembered that uh, that you might be doing some some answering some questions, so I just really just logged on to the uh, to the radio show just a few minutes ago. In fact, um, I think I have your question right here in front of me because it was a really good one. Oh, here it is, Kenny. I'm you correct me if I'm wrong. You said, I hope you or Sanaya can answer a point of confusion. I'm confused by the notions mentioned so many places by so many people about going out of the body, rising in conscious, rising in vibrational frequency versus going inward, listening to silence, listening within. Is that your question? That's it. Yes. Yeah, how about that? It doesn't even have your name, but I remember it so well because I thought, ooh, that's a good one. And once again, <laughs> then, to answer that... We're just getting trapped in semantics, the English language. Consciousness is both within us and outside of us. There is only consciousness. Ooh, Sanaya's trying to take over here when we're going to have to yeah. merge the two. So you are at your very essence, pure consciousness. And simply by setting the intention to connect with higher consciousness, you do so. Whether you see yourself going within to the center of you, the heart, which is the bridge to consciousness, or going without to the higher realms, you go to the same place for you cannot be outside of consciousness. You are that. So, what they're saying there is they're just words. Your intention takes you to the place, which is not even a place. It's a state of being that you're trying to get to. So choose one and see if you, you know, let me visualize a meditation going within, focusing on my heart. What kind of experience do I have when I do that action? Now, in the next time you meditate, you may say, all right, I'm going to go out of the body and raise my consciousness. You may feel more expansive or not. Compare the two. And again, that's what they mean by playing. Does that make sense? That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Sounds like a great idea. And then you had (laughs) another question. You said you have an additional point of confusion around the concept of guides, guardian angel, higher self, individual soul, and God, the light word. Once again, this all comes down to semantics. So many times when I tune in in the morning to my guides and I sense a presence, I I really, Kenny, just don't even worry about who is this that I'm communicating with. And I even teach this in my workshops. Does it matter? We are just tuning into another aspect of the one, the one divine mind of which we are a part. And so it's we humans that want to pigeonhole things, that want to label things. And it's Sanaya who taught me the the less we label things, the more expansive our awareness and the more we tap into. So by trying to put a limit on God itself, you're limiting yourself. So get away from guide and angel and simply know you're tapping into consciousness at a higher level 
and I guarantee you, you're going to have more unlimited, expansive experiences. Sounds good. Excellent. All yeah, right. I could see just well, how it follows from the, from the first answer. Thanks so much. Yeah, it does. It's perfect. Thank you for calling in. All righty. So bye-bye. Bye-bye. Look at that. We have another caller coming in. We have five minutes to go. You all are going to be in competition for this Let Your Spirit Soar course. I'm going to have Ty do the drawing here so nobody can tell me I'm playing favorites. <laughs> all righty. So let me make sure I have everybody that's called in. I have their name on a card. I'm now writing down on my card the name Michelle. And we're going to bring Michelle in. And the only thing I have to do is remember to do the drawing before we run out of time. So good afternoon, Michelle. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you? Couldn't be better. Well, actually, I'm a little warm. We had to turn the air conditioner off so I can hear over the noise in the bus here. Oh, goodness. How can Thanks I help you today? Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Hello? What's your question? Um, if we are already uh, facets of source that is all love and all perfect, why do we have to have continued experiences for growing if perfection and all love already exists? Oh, boy. It's called evolution because the source naturally wants to just keep experiencing itself over and over again. It's just like, imagine this overwhelming urge to love that just wells up. We know that as humans, as above, so below. And so you create something and that's great. But now let's just create, you know, build on what has already been created. So we just keep adding and adding to that. That's why humans have this innate desire for success. It's that desire to evolve. So from the source's initial creation, evolution continues. And would you just restate your question? Because I got on a roll there and I want to no, make sure I, I, I answer it fully. It. I mean, basically you're, you're saying that there's an inherent dynamic characteristic to source, even though it already is Yes. Love. Yeah. Yeah. And, right? and and I, I believe and at any time it could just all for, dissolve for... back into that pure state of potential, just this pure being, this just welling up with potential. But as it does well up and overflow, then it's let's add to that additive, this urge to evolve. So here in our world, we certainly see plenty of room for improvement because most people are still sleeping and, and have just paid so much attention to their stories that they don't realize that that love that created them in the first place is right there underneath all the layers of the story. So as more and more of us awaken, perhaps we won't need earth school anymore. And there may be other realities where everybody gets along and loves each other unconditionally and that is fully evolved and and it may just dissolve back into source but this reality is still here because the experience is ongoing we have a, a ways to go you see so the experiences help the the desire like the inherent desire for evolution i'm not sure is that right say that again please I think I think you've answered it, and I think that it's it's satisfying. I feel like that makes sense. 
I'm glad. Yeah, and this will be in the archives, and we can go back and listen to it again. What, what that guy that answer was coming definitely from the guides talking through me, but it's just this innate urge to add to the beauty of what has already been created. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. All right. So we have just one minute left, and so I don't want to forget the drawing. Hey, Ty, across the room, I need your help. Ty, here we are. I have names in a bowl. I'm going to hold the bowl. Everybody imagine it's the big drawing. He's turning his head. He's pulling out a name, and the winner is Cindy. Cindy, who had the question earlier, I need you to send me an email, info at SuzanneGiesman.com, and that way I'll have your email address, and we'll make sure you get that copy of my Let Your Spirit Soar online course. Everybody else, thank you for your questions. So, again, I want to remind you about my free ebook online, Mastering Meditation, on my website, SuzanneGiesman.com. This is the way I have learned to communicate with higher consciousness by daily sitting in the power that flows through you, that flows through me, that flows through all that is. That power is our source and it is pure love. I've come to know that through the daily practice. I'm sharing my tools with you in that e-guide. I, what I want is for everybody to come to know you are love at your very basic core. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.